Today is a bittersweet day. Um, it's a, it's a, a good day to celebrate and say thanks. Also a sad day for many of us uh, because today we are taking time to honor and give thanks for Pastors Jair and Norma as they step into a new season of their life and a new season of what God has called them to. Pastor Jair and Norma have attended Toronto City Church for nearly 20 years. So they've been here. There's coming up on 20 years. And Pastor Jair has been on staff, which really means Pastor Norma has been basically on staff for 16 of those years. Uh, they've made an incredible impact here in Toronto City Church over that time with many of us who are here, where people are not, literally the facilities we're in, everything that's part of Toronto City Church. As one person who will share will say their fingerprints are all over Toronto City Church. And really, there's probably no way to ever fully quantify all that they have done. Uh, there's just no way to properly describe it all. Over the years, I was just sitting and thinking of all the different roles that they have served in. They've served pastors, preaching, teaching, kids ministry, helps ministry, marriage ministry, counseling ministry, prayer, setup, teardown, graphic design, construction, building maintenance, rental oversight, pastoral care, IT, plan to protect, God bless plan to protect, policy and procedure development and oversight, security, Toronto City Sports Center management, chef extraordinaire, uh, the Bacon Master from Brotherhood and Bacon, tech setup, visitation, connection group leaders, and so much more. Uh, that's so much more of all that they have done. And so today as they step into a new season, a new assignment, we really wanted to take this service to really honor them and to say thank you to them. Uh, to celebrate them. And, and so there's a number of things that we can do today. Obviously, we're going to have what we do here in service. Uh, we also have, you may have seen it when you came in, but we have a table set out in the lobby. On that table, you'll find pens and cards, just little like four by six cards. We would love for you just to write a note of encouragement, a note of blessing to them. We're going to compile all those notes in a book so they have that just as an expression of our love as a church family. We're also going to have an opportunity to shoot videos for you just, again, to express your love and encouragement to them. You can have the studio will be set up for that. We also have someone roaming with a camera as well, too. And then we've got some things we want to do, and as we mentioned before, the offering. But we wanted to talk for a little bit about uh, just have some different people to share. Now, I know this was a tough one because there's so many people that could share so powerfully about Pastor Jair and Norma about just the impact they've made, the lives that, you know, that just how they've touched us. And so we just, we, we, it was a tough job, but we, we trimmed it to just a few today who could share. And so first I want you to join me in welcoming Ariel Agor as he comes just to say a few words of encouragement. And Marina, his lovely wife, is coming as well. Go on, give them a hand as they come. years. So I've been in Canada since 2000 and uh, Covenant Christian Church was my first church and uh, I've seen Pastor Jerry came on board uh, during that time in Huron Street so it's been 20 years man, 20 years. Uh, what else can I say with uh, Pastor Jerry? Um, you know in the kingdom of God it says um, who is the greatest? But Jesus said uh, uh, I have come to serve uh, and not to be served. And uh, pe for people who 
uh, know Pastor Jair and Pastor Norma. Um, I can say they have served. They have served in the background. Uh, whatever the need is, they were there. And um, I honor you for that. And then um, uh, the next one is... Uh, <laughs> It also says in the Bible that um, love, about love in 1 Corinthians 13 that um, I could prophesy, I could give my body to be burned, I could give everything that I have, but if I have not love, I am nothing, right? And um, I heard also Pastor Paul taught us this one that it doesn't matter how talented you are, how famous you are, if you don't have uh, the character, then eventually uh, you'll you'll fall apart, and we've seen that, uh, I guess, in our in our Christian years and uh, their, and the church days, and um, and I can say to Pastor Jair that uh, he is not the most famous all the time because he's always in the background uh, serving, and uh, he he has like what's our, uh, all the enumeration that uh, Pastor uh, Brendan has said like. Uh, all those those um, uh, duties he has fulfilled um, to serve and uh, to just be faithful and to feel what uh, what the need is, and um, I can say that uh, he doesn't dance on, the, dance on the stage, he doesn't sing on the stage, but uh, he's not the most famous guy um, everywhere. But uh, I can say, brother, you have love, and. Uh, that's the greatest thing that says in the Bible. If I have, uh, if I have not love, I gain nothing. I gain nothing, right? And uh, I can say to everyone here, he has love. And uh, for those people who, anyone here that who knows them, uh, he has been with us for our our uh, most toughest times. toughest times and our happy times, right? We've struggled through marriage. We struggled in our marriage and our kids, especially in the uh, pandemic times, and uh, he has been there. And uh, during sick times, happy times, and uh, I can say, brother, that uh, you have gained something in our lives and uh, all the people here in their lives. So. That's it. All right. Awesome. Next, if you would join me in welcoming Emmanuel and Emily Luchima, who are going to be sharing from their heart as well. because I'm going to say the same thing. (laughs) Um, We were talking about what to say, and like I said to you guys in first service, like what stood out to me is your love. And the scripture that came to mind, and I just didn't have time to pull it up, but I'm going to read it this time. You know, the Pharisees are testing Jesus, and they say, Teacher, which command in God's law is the most important? Jesus said, 
Love the Lord your God with all your passion and prayer and intelligence. This is the most important, the first on any list. But there's a second to set alongside it. Love others as well as you love yourself. These two commands are pegs. Everything in God's law and the prophets hangs from them. And uh, it's funny because we're singing Christ Alone Cornerstone. And I couldn't help but think of the two of you and how many times we have had conversations with you just about life and the things that are going on in both our lives and your lives. And the foundation of, of those conversations was always Christ Alone Cornerstone. Always. What does he say? You know, like despite our complaining or maybe the really crazy things happening, every conversation with you would come back to what does Father say? And that has impacted me so much. And your love for others, your love because of that question, what does Father say? Your love, the way you have loved others as you've loved yourself in times when it was hard, in times when it was easy, in times when, you know, you're bouncing Cali and Revival those happy little babies on your lap. That's the easy. But we've loved, seen you love people through the hard. We've seen you love people when it was hard on you. We have seen you countless times. And I just want to honor you because there's so many moments where Emmanuel will call to mind or I'll call to mind. It's like, we were joking. We're like, we need WWJD bracelets, but what would Jair do? <laughs> He's like, we should find some of those old bracelets we have from like, you know, two decades ago and like put them on. Um, but really, like you two have been a faithful example. And I think many people in here can say the same thing, that when you have had a really challenging situation, Jair and Norma in conversation through the way that they have loved you, through the way they have spoken with you, have asked you, what would Father do? And how would he love? And reminded you that he loves you. So we are so thankful that you two have been faithful examples of a father who loves well. Thank you. I'm so honored to stand here in honoring you guys, your family. And I said it like you guys are friends, you're brothers and sisters. You're, you're so much to our family, to our lives. And I was like, God, what do I say about people who have touched so many lives in this room? What do I say about people who are so amazing like you? And the one word that kept coming to mind was intentional. I watched over the years how you guys have been so intentional and just like my wife was saying I have images that are seared into my life forever I remember walking through the doors and the first thing that you would do Pastor Jair when my daughters come walking in is you'll get on your knees and you'll open your arms and you'll say come here princessa There's not a moment that I can go back and not see the intentionality that you guys took with our family and with so many others. You did it when you're tired. You did it when you're hungry. 
You did it when you were sad. And sometimes even when you are angry. But you were intentional. And I was hearing the Lord say in first service as we were praying over you. That just as you've been intentional with his kids. He's intentional with you. And for every seed that you have sown. He's going to be intentional to see that the harvest comes through. You guys have left a legacy that will go beyond even when you guys are here on this earth. And we're so thankful for you guys being able to say yes to God. Saying yes to doing the things that might have been hard. But most importantly, I'm thankful that God saw fit that he would join us with you. This church family with you. And we will never be the same because of what you guys have done. And we love you so much. So much. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for sharing that. Thank you for that heart. Next, we have uh, another couple that... Well, the vast majority of you will be very familiar with. They've played a very foundational role in Pastor Jair and Norma's lives as they were senior pastors here when Pastor Jair and Norma first came. And they've continued to be spiritual parents, uh, supports, encouragements to them. And they wanted to share a few words as well. So please join me in welcoming our founding pastors, Pastor Paul and Elaine Duke. brought notes. (laughs) Otherwise, I might lose it. Jair Norma, from the day that you joined us so many years ago, you have been a gift, a great gift to Toronto City Church and to us personally, and we just love you. I'm I'm just going to talk a little bit about their character. You've heard a lot about what they've done, but I'm just going to you know, reiterate a little bit about the character, which I know you've all seen already. Your passion and devotion for God and his kingdom is contagious in your lives and is constantly demonstrated by your daily lifestyle, not only here in the church, but outside the church and in your family life. Your steadfastness, your dependability, your integrity, your perseverance, and all while doing all of that, tender-hearted. You can be hard as nails, but, you know, when you have to be, you know, standing strong and still always tender-hearted. And all this coupled with the joy of the Lord and the immense love for people. As you can see in the pictures, there's always the joy of the Lord on their face, no matter what they're going through. A great lesson for all of us, right? Both of you, and as well, Sarah and Mikkel, you've always been there, been willing to do whatever you could do, and uh, we're just so grateful for that. And as others have said, willing to serve 
whether seen or unseen, no matter the task, big or small, behind the scenes or on the platform, it didn't matter. And you embody the fruit of the Spirit in your lives. I'm not going to list them all. You know what they are. And in addition, you're faithful, you're loyal, you're knowledgeable, you're capable, very hardworking. But through it all, mostly, you're genuine people. You're just genuine. This is just you. So thank you for all that you are. And thank you for everything that you've done. Thank you for your love and your friendship. I know it's not ending, but thanks anyway. (laughs) We're very proud of you, and we know that whatever you put your hand to do, you're going to prosper. And so we bless you in this new challenge, and know that you will always have our love and our support, and our door is always open for you. It is a a great privilege for us to be here and be able to speak to pastors Jair and Norma and of course Sarah and Miguel we really consider them to be very special spiritual sons and daughters and could I say granddaughter and and grandson it always has been such a loving relationship and so we appreciate that so much Uh, so it is a great privilege and we're thankful for the opportunity of being able to say some words this morning because they have so impressed our lives. Uh, The learning process is is a two-sided thing. Uh, Of course, we've been called to pour into their life, but I've noticed how they've poured into our lives, and that's been very special to us. And so we're grateful for that. We, We used to sing a song and sing it over and over and over again. If you want to be greatest in the kingdom, we must learn to be the servants of all. If you want to be great in the kingdom, you must learn to be the servant of all. Some of us take a little longer than others, but I've noticed in uh, pastors Jair and Norma that they have learned it quickly and learned it well. And I could say this morning from the depth of my heart with a lot of humility, I can call you great. You are great in the kingdom. I believe in all my heart, if Jesus was standing here beside me, he would say exactly the same thing. Because we've seen the working of the Spirit in you to serve. And thus, you have been examples to us. And you are great in the kingdom. And you're not finished yet. There's so much more that God's going to do through your lives. And that so speaks to us. Of course, someone has already mentioned, I think Ariel mentioned that scripture is taken from Matthew chapter 20, verse 26, where Jesus taught that principle and he said it over and over and over again. He taught his 12, which was the most important task that he had. Jesus had the large meetings, but most people didn't follow him. He taught the 12 until it was birthed into their spirit what you see in these two the greatness that is in them because they are servants of all Jesus knew the church must be built upon that principle and they've been such examples to us we're so grateful for you thank you so much for being those examples in God's church in our lives personally and also here 
at Toronto City Church. But more than that, it's seen in the greater body of Jesus. The other scripture that the Lord was speaking to me about was the one that's found in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 15 and 16, which says, Study to show yourself approved, a workman who needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And uh, this is what I've seen in pastors Jair and Norma. Uh, they are studiers. Amen, everybody? They have shown us what it's like to study and be people of excellence. The church needs people of excellence. I looked at all these young people coming here today. We wanted them to rise up in excellence in what they do. And we have an example, examples like this that have led the way and we're so grateful. They are studiers and secondly, they are workers. They work night and day in so many areas that everyone's mentioned. And they would get up early in the morning, they'd come late at night. Whenever the call went out, whenever we would call, they would respond to that call. And that was tremendous. We saw it over and over again, and we're so grateful for your lives. Thirdly, you are discerners of the word. That's not only the ability to preach the word, but to discern the word, to understand what God's ways are. And they understand it. You both understand this. God's ways are to win the lost. All those broken people out there in this city are who Jesus wants to reach. And you've carried that and carried that in your spirit. And secondly, you've understood that the, the church or those that come to Jesus must be conserved. They have to be kept. You've got it in your spirit and we know God's going to use you as you go forth to see that done in a greater way. Thank God you truly are a special people raised up for the glory of God. The last thing that the apostle said in that scripture in the next verse is this, and I pray that we all hear it because we see it in them. It was this, avoid babbling or worthless speech because it does no good. Those are the exact words of the apostle. And we've seen this in your lives. God's given you ability to control your speech. And even though all things don't go well for us in life, and not everybody sees the same way we do, you have been gifted of God to watch your talk, control your speech. It's evident all over everything you do, and you speak highly of the greater church of Jesus. And you lift up rather than put down. And that's a tremendous asset. You are very special. You are called with a very special anointing. And as you go forth from here, we believe that there will be multiplication of these principles upon your life. And you're going to see much, much more of the blessing of God fulfilled in the people that you touch. We love you. Bless you. Thank you for everything that you are. In Jesus' name. Amen. So Pastor Paul and Elaine obviously have had a great influence and impact on Pastor Jared Norma's life, and they were lead pastors here for years at Toronto State Church, and they actually then uh, had past leadership to Pastor Steve and Catherine Uke, who Pastor Jared has many stories of him and Pastor Steve in the trenches, 
getting this building up, walking through all they've walked through. And Pastor Steve, actually now pastor's in Florida, but he had sent a special greeting that he wanted to share with them. So if you want to turn your attention to the screen, and for those who know this, Pastor Steve Yuku was the lead pastor here. Hello, Toronto City Church, and hello to Jair and Norma Guerrero. My name is Steve Yuku, coming to you all the way from sunny Florida this morning, and glad to have a moment to share a few words to Jair as this is his last Sunday at the church. Jair, you are a warrior in the kingdom. You've been a brother for so long, so meaningful in so many ways. What you've done there at Toronto City Church over the years has been immense, and God sees it, along with thousands of other people that have been reached and touched. I remember, Jair, the first Sunday you came into our church. I remember the look in your eyes, and I could see in both you and Norma the Holy Spirit at work. And Norma, I'm going to refer to Jair just for a few moments here, but really you're captured in all of it as well. But to Jair, I want to say I remember also when you were at every early morning prayer meeting. I remember, Jair, when you were there, when we were ministering on encounter weekends and setting people free from demonic strongholds. I remember, Jair, when you'd be there discipling people, the types of people that no one else would. I also remember, Jair, when you began our simultaneous translation of all the sermons and the services into Spanish. I remember, Jair, when you were there with us in our leadership team, when you'd sit on our back deck or we'd sit on your back deck. I was there with you the first time you ever tried Vietnamese food. I remember, Jair, when we led over 1,300 people to Jesus in a two-year period, and you were there to reach out and follow up with so many of them. I remember, Jair, when we were building the new church building, and we were building the dome and the property, but even before we got to construction, do you remember, Jair, when we'd be on top of those massive mountains of dirt, when there was no foundations in the ground just yet, and we would stand on top of the dirt with our hands outstretched over the city, believing that God was going to do something great right here in this place in Toronto City Church. I remember, Jair, when we sent you off to begin training in Bible college and getting courses and get stronger in the Word and how faithful you were to it, even though you worked full-time hours at the same time. I can remember being up on the lift in this very building, painting the roof, painting the walls, issue after issue coming up, difficulties, victories through the highs and the lows. As this building and this property was developed, you were there all along the way. Jair, this church has its fingerprints, has your fingerprints all over it. Your DNA is in Toronto City Church. And all I would like to do is say thank you for your years of service. Thank you for your faithfulness to Norma, to Miguel, to Sarah. You are tremendous kingdom builders. And as you say, goodbye on this Sunday to a precious church that's there, and you embrace a new adventure and service in another church, we bless you with every blessing. Jair, may you be the head and not the tail. May you be above only and never beneath. May you know that you have many other brothers and sisters in the kingdom backing you and praying for you and believing in you and speaking good words over you. You're a great friend, Jair. You're a brother in the Lord forever. And I bless you on this day. And bless you, Toronto City Church, in Jesus' name.
so we just would like to welcome Pastor Jerry or Norma to come. Sarah, if you don't mind coming as well with your parents, and if that's okay. If, if you don't want to, it's okay if you don't want to, though, as well. I know it gets pulled on. Come on, can we just give them a hand as they come? And... And so um, I'll just pass it over to my wife for a little bit here. Um, I just want to also honor uh, this amazing family. Um, we've had the privilege, obviously, for the last 10 years of working together primarily with Pastor Jair. And I was thinking about, I said this in first service, that there were so many things that were spoken of um, in regards to what it was, who you are. Um, and for me... Um, in the context of the office, um, Pastor Jair has been all those things. He has been chef. There have been many times where he has killed animals, hunted, harvested, hunted, harvested, killed uh, animals. And we he brought it in for us in the form of a stew and, you know, just different things and always pushing the limitations of our understanding and our kind of like our, our limits and just pushing us forward and challenging us forward in things as simple as cuisine. Um, I also remember in the context of the office, um, you know, we have these moments where we're quite serious as a staff, but we also have these moments where, you know, we have jokes. And Pastor Jair, from, I mean, some of you probably know this, but he can be quite cheeky at times and say things. And everyone's like, did he just say that? And then we all just burst out in laughter. And I want to just say that it has been 10 years of laughter. It has been 10 years of... Um, him really bringing certain things to the forefront of importance in the context of the church, um, in the context of our focus as a staff, as we have come through Emerge and also looking at pioneering the new Pastor Norma as well. Um, just want to say a huge thank you to the both of you. I said in first service um, that down to even on a personal level, I ended up in a, um, I ended up, I don't know where my husband was. I think you were probably, I don't know. I don't know. He was somewhere, maybe not here in, in the city. Um, but I remember our car like shut down and immediately, I think everybody on the staff knows this. If you have a problem, you don't know what to do. You don't know where to go. Pastor Jair knows. And it's just this thing of like, it's like he has a filing system that is in the back of his head that there's an anointed moment where he pulls a fly, fly, file out and he's like, you know, Pastor Jair, we need something sewn together, a wedding dress. And he's there like, I got it. And he's like sewing it together. You know what I mean? Like there's never a moment where we haven't found um, the help that we are needing. In fact, he's got such an anointing to help, like legit, like to figure it out, solution, crack the code, figure out, you know, what needs to happen. And I just want to honor you um, as a staff. I want to honor you guys as a couple. Um, these guys have sewn into marriages in the house. How many people have been blessed uh, by their ministry in marriage? They've sewn into the, ch the next generation, the kids. They've sewn into just anybody who has come through on a discipleship front. They've been a blessing to us. So I just want to say I want a huge honor to you guys um, for all that you've done. And so one of the things that we were thinking about um, in context of gifting them is, number one, um, we thought of Sarah and Miguel. Like, we, we just jumped right over you guys and went straight to the kids. Because we were just like, you know what? 
I know this because my kids would tell me this. Um, the sacrifice for you and Miguel have been, is, it's been huge over the years, obviously. And church kids, um, Shiloh will say it to me straight. She's like, I don't feel like going to church today. I just don't, you know? It's like they'll tell you straight. So sometimes people think it's like all, you know, glossy and nice. But the sacrifice is great in the household for priestly households and, and those that service in the, serve in the house of God. And I just want to honor you and Miguel. So we thought... Um, we were thinking of like gifts to give you. And then, you know, Pastor Samuel was like, yo, this next generation, they want a gift card so they can get whatever they want. Because you know how it is, you get them again, and then it's just like, that's not what I want. Thank you. I'm going to shelve it and it goes away. So we wanted to just honor you with just a, a, a gift card to get something um, that you want. I think you'll like it. And then Miguel as well. I'll give you Miguel's. Just make sure that he knows it came to, yeah. Um, before next thing you know you're spending his his money but no you won't um and we just want to honor pastor jair and norma Um, one of the things we were thinking about um as ministry couples many of you don't know this that ministry never stops there is always another hospital visit there's always somebody in crisis there's always something going on somebody in need crisis 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 so we just felt like we wanted to um so invest in their marriage um by sending them away to you know we were thinking niagara on the lake we were thinking saint Anne's spa then we're thinking the four seasons downtown and then we thought maybe they have an idea because you may want to go wherever but we wanted to bless them obviously we're going to take up an offering but this is on top of that um just for a few nights away at a hotel and um one of the things that we know about pastor Jair and I think Pastor Norma as well is that they both like meat hence the hunting killing and harvesting so we don't have I was gonna say we have a cow out back we don't we don't we don't we don't um we actually thought um that we would love to send them um to one of the premium steakhouses in Toronto Harbor 60 um and because the thing is is you can you can go and get steak at the cake. You know, everybody does that. But often we we would love a premium steak opportunity, but a lot of us don't have premium steak money. I don't. Maybe you do. Um, but we wanted to give them an opportunity to do it a couple of times. So we wanted to bless them with that. And we also wanted to bless them with... Uh, their family, but particularly Pastor Jair and Norma, just with a gift basket. It is a little heavy. Sorry. I tried my best. Um, with just a couple of items that just speak about who they are. You know, you got a barbecue thing in there. We got some hot sauce in there, some good hot sauce, not the cheap stuff, some real good stuff. Um, just some snacks and stuff for their cottage and their families. Some, you know, some, you know, Sarah has some stuff in there for you too. Um, but just to say thank you. Um, We love you and we honor your countless years of, I don't think we can count how many years and hours they have served. I think if we counted it, we would have to top it up and it would just overflow. So I just want to say a huge thank you to you guys. We now want to uh, just pray over them and bless them. So I'm going to ask if all connection leaders can come forward. Pastor Paul and Lane, of course, any board members that are present, if you want to come forward right now, we just want to surround this family. And then we all just want to release a prayer of blessing over them. So just give a moment as people come, as people come forward. Amen. You guys will come even a little more central. Just let's gather around them. And uh, Pastor Paul, if you could start us off again in prayer for them, that would be great. Thank you. Father, once again, we give you thanks for this day and this opportunity of honoring pastors. 
Jair and Norma and their family. It is somewhat of a difficult day for us and we have different feelings and uh, maybe some disappointments, but we're so thankful that we can cast all our care on you and believe that you're the one that sees us through because you call us to greater heights of your purpose. And we know that you have your hand of blessing upon Pastors Jair and Norma and both uh, Sarah and Miguel. We thank you, Father, for them. We thank you for the special gifts that you have given them. And we believe that there's going to be a prospering, a multiplication of the glory of God upon them as they step forth into their new task. We believe that you have raised them up already and giving them what they need so they will have favor and they will meet the people and be a part of the process that brings the glory of God through their lives. We believe, Father, that you've touched them with a heart for the lost and for this city. We believe that will multiply over them, Lord Jesus, and they'll be able to, with the anointing of God, share that everywhere that they go, that they will be received because of the heart that they carry, the servant spirit that you've placed within them. We believe that will be seen in many, and there will be literally hundreds of servants that are raised up to fulfill the mandate in this hour. We thank you that you've called us in this season when there's so much difficulty that's facing us in the culture that's trying trying to attack the greater church. We believe, Father, that you're doing mighty things through us in this hour. And it's right at this moment that you've raised them up. And so we believe for blessings upon them. We believe they will prosper in their going in and their going out, that they'll be blessed in finance. They'll be blessed in their minds, in their spirit, that they'll be lifted up in every way. Their relationship will be stronger than ever, and they will know that they are designed for great things in the kingdom of God. We thank you for your blessing upon their lives and the peace of God that's reigning in their hearts, and we believe that they will be used mightily to bring about your purpose. We bless them now, and we thank you, Father, for their lives, and we know that we will continue to meet together in relationships and be what you are to us all in this city. We thank you now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, I thank you so much for this family and the gift that they've been to Toronto City Church, God. God, I thank you, Father, um, for planting them in this family. And Father, for all that they've sown and all the lives that they touched and all the hearts, Father, that they've changed, God. And Father, um, even as this day is a bittersweet day, God, we ask, God, that as they go, Lord, that you would surround them, Father, with your goodness, God. God, your word says that you've gone into our future to prepare the way. So, God, I thank you, Lord, that we as a family, as we release, you know, our brothers and sisters, Father, um, to, to go, we have confidence, all, we all have confidence that you are in their future, God, and that their future is good, God. That, Father, that they will see your goodness in the land of the living, Father, that they could be sure that surely your goodness and your mercy will follow them all the days of their lives, God. God, I bless them. God, I bless their finances. I bless their union. I bless their family, God everything that their hand touches, God, I bless. God, I thank you, Father, for extreme wisdom, God. And Father, that you will give them wisdom, Father, even beyond their years, God, to discern wisdom, Father, even more wisdom, Father, to counsel, God. God, I thank you for multiplication. God, I thank you for um, a season, Father, of harvest and multiplication, Father. God, I ask, Lord, that they would reap, Father, all that they've sown, God, in the name of Jesus. 
God, I bless them and we thank you for them, God. We thank you for their lives. And God, we pray, Father, a hedge of protection, Father, over their lives, over their, their bodies, over their minds, over their hearts, God, over them as they go. God, we, we, we bless them as they go in the name of Jesus. Uh, Father, we thank you for um, Pastor, Pastor Jerry and Norma. And uh, God, I one of the things that uh, you put in my heart is they are two who are walking as one. And uh, we just thank you, Father, for their commitment to one another, to family, to this family, to the family of God. Father, we thank you for strengthening them. And uh, God, we, we bless them as they go. Father, we know that... Um, Lord, as uh, we release them, Father, uh, from our hearts, Father, we just as our theme this year has been walking by faith, Father, we trust you. We trust you, God, uh, that that you are making a way for them. Father, I know that, that that anointing that rests upon them, Father, that makes a way, that it moves out obstacles, it moves obstacles, it moves hindrances, oh God. And we thank you for your ministering angels that go before them and make the, place, the crooked places straight, make the way for them, Father. And uh, Lord, we thank you, God, uh, for their faithfulness in ministry and as they go into this new opportunity, Lord, we see it as a great opportunity. And uh, God, what... what uh, they have sown into this this family so much, Father, that they carry that same heart in this new family and that we, we bless this new family that you have connected them to, God. And we just thank you. Thank you, Father, for the place that is already there in the hearts of these people, even though they don't know them well, Father, that they will know them. And God, that they will receive them. And this family will be blessed as we have been blessed. So we just release them now, God, and we just thank you for all that you have done in and through them here and all the more that you will do in and through them in their new family, in Jesus' name. So, Father, we just thank you once again for the blood of Jesus, Father, that covers them, that goes before them. Father, I thank you just for your peace in their heart, Father, for vision clarity for strength father in their family father as they move into this next season father we bless them we say we bless them and we love them in jesus name and so father together today as a church family we just pray so for such blessing over pastors jair and norma god over miguel and sarah as well Lord, we thank you for the faithfulness with which they have served. Father, we thank you for their heart for you, their heart for the kingdom, their heart for Toronto City Church. And Lord, we thank you that even as they're stepping into this new season, God, a place of inheritance for them. Father, we thank you that there is such a legacy that is here. God, we, we thank you so much. And we just pray, even as they go forward, God, your word says to go out with joy and to be led forth with peace. And the mountains and the hills will break forth before you. And so we thank you for the joy of the Lord. That's their strength. We thank you for the peace of God that goes with them. And we thank you for you doing amazing things in this coming season. For them in the ministry that you are placing them in, but also for us, Father. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. And everyone agreed, said, amen. Come on, can we just give them a hand again today and just thank God for their lives? Everyone wants to... Come on, family. Let's just show them all the love and appreciation. 
Amen. Make sure you have those gifts for them and to be a blessing to them. All right, if you want to find your seat, if you know Pastor Jared Norma, you know they are people of the word. And so I don't have a long message, but for my portion of today, I wanted to share a message really that was inspired by them and a message that really from the word of God will honor them. Uh, it says in Romans 13, verse 7, it says that we need to give honor to whom honor is due. And that's part of what we are trying to put into practice today, to give honor to those whom honor is due, because there is much honor that is due to pastors Jair and Norma. They have just been an incredible blessing for so many people, incredible blessing for this church family. And even as they step into this new season, we want to honor them. And so whether it's the gifts whether it's the opportunity you have to sow an offering, that's an opportunity for honor. Whether it's an opportunity to go at the end, as we said, we have the cards and the video that you can fill out. Everything is an opportunity to honor them. You know, 1 Corinthians 11 verse 1, the Apostle Paul wrote this. He said, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Or I've often heard the phrase say this way, follow me as I follow Christ. And how many know Pastor Jair and Norma have been people that we can follow as they follow Christ? That's one of the things that I think has been so powerful even as I reflected on their lives and I reflected on these last 10 years that we've been together, but even beyond that. You know, there's a lot of people that can't say to you, follow me as I follow Christ. I mean, maybe they can say the words, but it doesn't really ring true. But this is a couple who were following Christ and you could follow them as they followed Christ. In 2 Corinthians 3, 2-3, the Apostle Paul wrote this. He said, the only letter of recommendation we need is you yourselves. Your lives are a letter written in our hearts. Everyone can read it and recognize our good work among you. Clearly, you are a letter from Christ showing the result of our ministry among you. This letter is written not with pen and ink, but with the spirit of the living God. It is carved not on tablets of stone, but on human hearts. And I love this passage, and I was thinking about it. I don't think I've ever preached a message out of this passage before. But I love this picture that Paul gives where again, the context is a little different, but he's talking about how our lives can become letters. Our lives can become letters that people can read. And it made me start to think about, if we were to talk about the letter that Pastor Jair and Norma's lives have been, how would that letter read? What would that letter be saying to us? You know, I was thinking about, I thought, well, could we modernize it a little bit? Because I don't know the last time, who here has written a letter, like paper letter and put it in the mail to anybody recently? Anybody? Really don't do it too much. Oh, we got a couple of people. That's awesome. Canada Post will love you uh, in doing that. But, you know, I was thinking about it. I thought we could modernize it and say our lives have become an email that you can read. But it just doesn't sound as nice. I don't know. Letter sounds better. I thought maybe you could say our, our lives will be the Instagram post or the text message stream that you can read. Or maybe you signed up for... Uh, for threads, the new uh, social media thing going around. But it just doesn't work the same way. I thought, let's just stick with the word. Your life is a letter. Come on, someone tell your neighbor your life is a letter. And so I just reflected on, if Pastor Jared Norma's life is a letter, what is that letter saying to us? What would that letter be speaking to us? And I, in no means, will be able to cover all the things that I believe that letter could say or that letter would say, but I wanted to highlight a few things. You'll notice a common theme in what many other people have shared about them as well. But the first thing that I believe the letter of their life would speak to us, the example that we can follow, is that letter would talk to us about having a servant's heart. Matthew 20, 26 to 28 says this, It shall not be so among you. 
But whoever should be great among you must be your servant. And whoever would be first among you must be your slave, even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. You know, it's interesting how the Holy Spirit weaves this all together because in the same way what Pastor Paul had shared today about that song that they would sing, and it's actually a song that I would hear growing up, and it was in my mind, if you want to be great in God's kingdom, you must be a servant of all. And Pastor Jair and Norma would definitely live this out. I can truly say of all the people I've met in ministry and all the people that I've served alongside with, as much as anyone I know, they have epitomized what a servant heart looks like. I know many of us would agree, and you've seen that in all your life. Whatever there was a need, they were willing to do it. And you, know, you say that nice about some people, but I literally mean whatever the need was, they were able to do it, or willing to do it. And furthermore, Pastor Jair was probably able to do it. Because if you don't know Pastor Jair, he's a bit of a renaissance man, where he knows how to do just about anything, and if he doesn't know how to do it, he will find out how to do it and get it done and taken care of. I laughed. I've always said for years, I said, if there's ever an apocalypse, I'm going to Pastor Jair's house because he's going to know what to do. And then one day he looked at me, he said, that's great, Pastor, but if there's an apocalypse, I will already have left and be somewhere else because <laughs> I'm not staying at my house. So I said, wonderful. I said, well, I said, then uh, leave me a video or something, please. Just something to help me know what to do. Because whatever was happening, as my wife said earlier, you knew you could call on Pastor Jerry or Pastor Norma, and they would be there to serve. They had this heart to serve. And you know, when they served, uh, Ariel mentioned it when he and Marina were up here sharing. Um, It wasn't for fanfare of approval. They didn't do it. You know, when Jesus talked about, you know, when you give, don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. Don't go and pray. They lived that out. They just served. And they were just willing to serve. And... And, and they just do it, no fanfare, whatever needed to happen, they would get it done. Um, I think of many examples that come to mind. Uh, I'm always thankful, 10 years ago when we first merged churches together, none of us know, you, none of you would know, I mean many of you weren't here at that time, the way they served in that season to just support people, to help people navigate the change. All the things that they did behind the scenes I'm absolutely convinced, and I've said it before about saying, we would not be who we are or where we are as a church without this couple sitting here. And again, they didn't do it for fanfare. They did it because it was the right thing to do, and they did it because they had a heart to serve. I also remember our first time we did an encounter for everyone joined together. And Pastor Sharon and I had really had in our heart, we wanted to just minister to everybody. We were going to kind of take it on our shoulders and it was interesting looking back because Pastor Jared shared with me afterwards. At first, it was a little hard for him because he's actually led more encounters than I have. And it wasn't in a bad way. It was just his heart was there to serve. But he came through and said, okay, whatever you need me to do. And I always remember that right from the beginning. Whatever it was, he was willing to serve. Uh, Pastor Sharon had already referenced it, and I put in my notes as well. I remember that one time when she was having issues with the car, and I don't remember where I was. I just knew I had no way to get there. It was just no way I could have gotten to her, and we thought, let's call Pastor Jair. And he literally left an event that he was at. When my wife mentioned it this morning, I saw Pastor Norma go, yes, she remembered. And he left the event and went and found her wherever she was on the side of the highway just to help. And I felt that confidence. To be honest with you, I felt it was probably better that he was there than I was there because he'd know more what to do than I would know what to do. But that was just his heart. That's who he was and that's who this couple is. And I think the challenge and encouragement for each one of us from this part of the letter of their life is simply this. Where is our servant heart? 
You know, if we're going to follow them as they're following Christ, if we're following the example, it's an example of servanthood. An example of being willing to lay down our lives, to be Christ-like. I think when, uh, I don't think Emily shared it, I, I, she might have shared it this time, she shared it in first service when they're sharing, but they mentioned that they were uh, telling a couple just over the weekend, they were saying with her, yeah, you know, Sunday our associate pastors are moving to a new season and we're going to be, you know, they're, we're going to be honoring them and they're telling them that like, they're just amazing, they serve, they do this, they do that. And, and, and the person just, by a smile, looked at them and says, wow, it sounds like, just like Jesus. And they said, yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Just their heart to serve. Um, and so that's what the letter of their life, will we receive that challenge and encouragement to serve? The second thought that I have, again, amongst many things that could be said about the letter of their lives and the example that we can follow is this tied to servanthood, but it's about faithfulness. Proverbs 20, verse 6 says this, Many a man proclaims his own steadfast love, but a faithful man who can find. And we know there's no one who is perfect in faithfulness. We all have our shortcomings. We all have our faults. But I truly believe when I think of Pastor Jair and Norma, I think of this as a faithful man who can find because we can find a faithful man and a woman in them. And they have proved it over and over and over again. What is faithfulness? Faithfulness is to be true to one's word, to be true to one's promises, to be true to one's vows. It means to be steady in allegiance or affection, to be loyal and to be constant. How many know these words so sum up Pastor Jair and Norma? It also means someone who is one of the faithful. It means a body of loyal members of any party or group. They've been so faithful to Toronto City Church. They've been so faithful to the vision and to what God has done and to where God is taking us. Again, I could think of so many examples of their faithfulness, but I thought of a few very practical ones. You cannot talk about servanthood and faithfulness and not talk about how instrumental Pastor Dreyer was in making sure we took care of our dome every time it snowed. Now, some of you may not be familiar with this, but we love that sports center. It's amazing, except when we have heavy snowfalls. Because the snow all lands on top of the dome, and then the snow all slides down the sides of the dome, and you literally can get, if the bad snowfall, you can get literally eight to ten foot snow banks on the side of the dome, putting pressure on the dome, and if we don't get to it quickly, the dome literally can collapse. There's been a few domes in the city that happened, and Pastor Jair would always lead the charge. Thank God. And so we'd get in there, but there was this faithfulness, this faithfulness. I remember we talked one time, though, and he had said it was a lighter snow, so he'd just gone out by himself to take care of it. And that was the one time he got hit by falling ice. So he told me after that, he said, Pastor, no more going by myself. Literally, he got, just, you know, got this whole, but, but he was so faithful. He was so faithful. I mean, if the alarm goes off in the church at 3 in the morning, Pastor Jerry would take care of it. Whatever he needed, he was faithful. He was also thinking with one of my favorite memories of Pastor Jair, this is not a spiritual one as much, but his faithfulness, even if you didn't know, he was the unofficial security man of our entire property. It's like God blessed us with this property, and Pastor Jair watched over this property. And he watched over, and you would not believe some of the things people try and do on this property. And you would not believe some of the things that happen on this property. But anyone, uh, you know, to them, try to do whatever, they would be met by Pastor Jair. And I have to say, even myself, sometimes someone might be trespassing on the property. And, yo, my pastoral side, I'm like, well, you know, we don't really want to give them a bad impression of the church. Or, you know, and really, I'm just kind of chickening out. I'm really not in a confrontation. Well, Pastor Jared doesn't matter. He'll march right out there, and he will tell them what needs to happen, where they need to go, knock on windows if he needs to knock on windows, whatever needs to happen. Pastor Jair just watched over. I, I always remember one time, 
So we have, there's no crazy things that happen. Like we have fruit trees, if you didn't know. People will drive up. We had, we had people drive up one day and just steal our planters and drive away with our planters. Another time, we had people pull up to our apple trees, open the back of their trunk, and start taking apples. Someone said, Pastor Jerry, I think Pastor Jerry said, hey, you know this is private property. Really? This is private property? We didn't know. We're like, yeah. But there's this guy one time, he, he got the bright idea to drive up to dump garbage on our property and drive away. The problem was Pastor Jair saw him. So Pastor Jair, with the love of the Lord, jumped in his car and began to chase him down the street. <laughs> and he got to the stop sign up the road, and Pastor Jair pulled up beside him. He got out. He looked at him. He took a picture of him. He took a picture of his license plates. And he just let him know, I see you, and I see what's happened. And so we always had, we had that faithfulness to the God, the faithfulness to the things of God, also faithfulness to uh, to the practical matters of our, of our church family. And so here's the challenge and encouragement for each of us with the letter of their life. And can I say with, as well too, let me say before I say that with, even for Pastor Norma, she works full time. But when there was prayer meetings, when there's times for ministry, there's times to call them on day off and, oh, we're just visiting so-and-so, we're ministering to so-and-so, or this is happening. They both showed that incredible faithfulness that I know has been a blessing, I know will be a blessing as they go forward. God will honor you both and continue to honor you for that faithfulness. And so the challenge and encouragement for each one of us is just simply this. In our faithfulness, will we follow them as they follow Christ in growing in our faithfulness to the, the, the great but also the small things? The things that there's no credit for, per se, but it's the right thing to do. I'm almost finished here. The third, uh, the third thing that has been said by many people, and I think it's one of the first things that probably comes to mind for almost anybody, but the letter of their life would write to us, it's about their love for people. This couple has an incredible love for people, and they demonstrate it, and so many of us in here have experienced that love. A lot of people talk about loving people, but they literally live it out. And they're an example. You, you can say, I, I learned more how to love people by watching how they've loved people. Matthew 22, 37 to 40, and he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. The second is like, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. You know, I found for many of us, it, it's easier to love God because he's perfect. Loving people can be a little more challenging. And yet Pastor Jerry and Norma have set a wonderful example for us of how to love people. They are like, they have the heart of the shepherd who left the 99 for the one. They have the heart of the woman who lost that coin, but she swept and searched her entire house and celebrated when she found the one coin. They have the heart of the prodigal father, because it's actually, prodigal means to be lavish and overflowing, and the prodigal father with his son who left but coming home, they have that heart of the father, which I really believe is the heart of Father God. Uh, so many members of TCC, young and old, have experienced this love. Perhaps all of us can say in one way, directly or indirectly, we have experienced the love for people that they have. Whether it was in their connection group, a marriage class they run, uh, someone that needed to be visited in the hospital or visited in the home or invite you over and feed you wonderful food or all these things we can all share of ways that they've impacted us with their love. Um, I remember, I was chuckling about this, I remember one year they took a vacation and, uh, and they took a vacation to another part of the country well, lo and behold, find out they're going because there was a member at Toronto State Church that they were close with who'd recently moved 
to, it was to Calgary and had moved to Calgary. And so they were taking their vacation time to go and to spend some time and to check in on them. Lo and behold, to find out while they're there, there were other people who used to attend Toronto City Church who were also there in Calgary over the years. And so they ended up having them in and ministering to them as well. By the end, when I got back, I said, did you actually get any vacation time? And Pastor Jerry just had that smile on his face. He said, well, you know, we had a good time. We had a great time. But that was their heart. It was just that heart for people. Someone actually had wrote this to me in an email, and I'll share it with you. It said, about Pastor Jerry and Norman, it said, they went above and beyond for us. They visited us in the hospital when our daughter was born with a huge pot of soup. They invited us to their home and cooked for us. They've come over to our house a few times too. We've opened up about our hard times and good times with them, about parenting and time management. They always pray for us and give us good advice and check in. This is just one example of, I'm sure, of multitudes and multitudes of testimonies that could be shared of the love that they have for people. And I think the challenge or encouragement to us as we read this letter of their life, as we follow them, as they follow Christ, is how about our love for people? Can we follow their example and love each other in an even greater way? I think that would be one of the most amazing things for their legacy to carry forward, would for us to step up. Do we have people over, spending that time breaking bread with people, making a pot of soup for somebody? If you can't cook, buy the pot of soup. You know, whatever it is, but that together we say, hey, can we follow this example of loving one another? One last thought, and then we're going to close in prayer. Um, and so if the keys can definitely come back. We've talked about Pastor Jerry and Pastor Norma's servant heart. We've talked about their faithfulness. We've talked about their love for people. I just want to encourage the last thing that I see is something that's written in the letter of their life is their love for God and a willingness to follow his call on their lives. Everything that Pastor Jerry and Norma, I can tell you, I'm not guessing, I can tell you, everything that they've done and who they are has flowed out of their deep love for God. Their servant heart has flowed out of that love. Their faithfulness has flowed out of that love. Their love for people has flowed out of that love because we love because he first loved us. And that love for God and that willingness to follow his call on their lives has taken them on many great adventures. If you don't know their story, they started as a young couple in Colombia. And then God took them to Miami. And they spent five years, I believe it was five years, in Miami. And they served and advanced the kingdom of God and just were faithful there. But then God opened the door and called them to Toronto. And I know some of you, especially in the middle of winter, would be thinking, why would they ever leave Miami to come to Toronto? But you know what? If you don't know this, Pastor Jair actually loves the cold. And he loves Christmas. It'd be in the middle of the winter. It starts snowing again. We're all going, oh, no. And Pastor Jerry just has a smile on his face. And he just thinks this is amazing, except when we have to go shovel the dome. But he loved that. But they took a step of faith to Toronto. They took a step of faith to serve here. But it's always been for them following the call of God. I can definitely say that. That's always been their heart. And so once again, we're now in a moment where they're taking a step of faith and a new step of faith. And it's interesting because many times we like the concept of taking steps of faith until it costs us something or when it's difficult. But we want to support them and honor them as they take this step of faith. The Lord gave me Hebrews 11 verse 8, and I shared it before, but I'll speak it over you guys again, where it says, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. He went out not knowing where he was going. And I said it before, but I'll say it to you guys again. Obviously in the natural, you know where you're going. But in many ways, you don't know what the future holds. 
You're taking a step of faith. You're taking a risk. Here is known. You are loved here. You know the people here, but you have heard the call of God like Abraham, and you're taking that step of faith. But I believe the Lord would say to you that you are stepping into a place to receive an inheritance that he has for you. It's not that there has not been an inheritance here or a legacy here. It will always be here for you guys. You are always welcome. You don't even have to ask to visit. You can just drop in. But you need to know, and I believe the word of the Lord for you, is that in taking this step of faith, it's an unlocking a special inheritance that God has for you, that God has for Miguel, and that God has for Sarah. And so even though you may not know where you are going, God says this is a place of inheritance. And I believe that we will see that walk out over this next season. And so the challenge and encouragement for us is this. Will we again follow their example of taking the steps of faith that God is asking us to take? It can be uncomfortable stepping into the unknown. It can be uncomfortable working through change. But what God is God speaking to us? Will we take those steps of faith because God has inheritances? But once again, it's an example that they're setting for us. And will we follow them as they follow Christ? And so in closing, once again, I I just want to thank God for pastors Jair and Norma, for Miguel and Sarah. I want to thank you for all that you've been and all that you've done in Toronto City Church. I want to thank you for all that you've been to so many people here and all that you have done. I want to thank you as well for what you've done for Pastor Sharon and myself. I want to thank you as well for the impact you've made on our kids. When we came 10 years ago, Micah was five, Shiloh was two. You were their children's pastors for many, many years. And we have much to thank you for, and we appreciate. You have sowed much. You have sacrificed much. You have made an eternal impact here at TCC, and we are believing in this coming season you're going to see an incredible harvest. You're going to see an incredible harvest through the ministry that God is opening for you. You're also going to see an incredible harvest of fruit here that you play a part in and that you are always welcome, always welcome to be connected with and to, you know, we, we will have you back to preach and to be part of it is this the door is wide open and we're probably going to need your help at some point over the next couple months when something goes wrong with the building and we didn't figure that part out yet but we will call and just get the wisdom and the counsel that you have so in closing i just want to share one more of my favorite pastor jared stories this was a number of years ago we pulled up to church we're in the back parking lot that time pastor jared and norma always had their parking spot with the jeep in the back and they weren't there that sunday because they're on vacation which was very unusual for them to miss a Sunday. So we pulled up, and Shiloh immediately noticed their vehicle was not there, and she said to me, Daddy, where's Pastor Jair and Norma? And I said, oh, don't worry, baby. They're just away on vacation this week. They'll be back next week. And she sat there for a second, and she got this really concerned look on her face. She said, but Daddy, who's going to tell all the kids not to run in the hallways? A couple things hit me in that moment. Number one, the impact that they were obviously making my daughter. Number two, my daughter was probably running too much in the hallways, and I may need to have a conversation with her about it. I share that, though, to say this. I feel like some of us maybe are asking some similar questions today. Maybe it's not about who's going to stop the kids from running in the hallways, but maybe it's who's going to help me with this, or what's going to happen in this, or what's going to happen here. And what I want to encourage you in this is Galatians 6 verse 7 says this, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, he will also reap. Luke 6 38 says this, Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over will be put into your lap. For the measure you use will be measured back to you. 
And what I want to encourage you today, as much as we are saying goodbye to Pastor Jair and Norma, and they are stepping into a new season, I don't want us to see it as much as them leaving. I want us to see it as us sowing a seed. And I want us to see it as sowing our best seed. I want us to see it as sowing an amazing seed. Obviously, our focus has been rightfully so on processing and the journey that we'll need to walk on. But I want us to have, in the middle of walking through that, to understand that there's a church that is going to get wonderful pastors. And God is opening some doors for them that are going to be incredible. And they're going to be incredible blessing. And as we sow them, not only is there going to be great harvest where they go, but I believe God said, if you give, it's given unto you. Press down, shaking together, running over. And that we can trust God. There's always a ram in the thicket that God always provides. And maybe there's many of us in following this up that we will step up to a new place or a new level ourselves, but that we come together, but we recognize that this is a seed being sown as they step out what God has for them. And that we bless them and we release them and we pray for them and we support them and we sow into them as that seed that's being sown and we watch what God does. Amen? And so let's have that heart. Let's have that mindset today as we go. And so before we pray, I just want to remind you as we finish things up today, number one, Pastor Jaron Norma will be here. They would love to greet you, to give you a hug, just anything. I know different people have had different things to share with them. So even if you have to wait a little bit, take that time if maybe God puts something else in your heart to honor them, maybe it is writing a letter or sending an email or something else that you would do. I can tell you from experience, sometimes people think, wow, there's so many people, it probably won't make that big of a difference. Every person sharing makes an impact and makes a difference. And it'll be meaningful for them. We have uh, the studio's gonna be open if you'd like to record a video of blessing for them. We also will have one of our team members going around just with an iPhone getting videos. And we're gonna compile something for them. Please remember as well, we have the cards out back, four by six cards. Write some encouragement on them. We're going to put all of them in a book. And we're going to make sure that that book is given to them just as this picture of a letter being sent to them. And so we just want to do that. But if there's anything else God puts in your heart to say thank you to them, to bless them, to honor them, make sure that you do that. And last but not least, we did want to create a little bit of atmosphere for us to stay around. So we do have some cupcakes as well as you go and just an opportunity just to stay for a little bit and just to, uh, so let's do this. Let's go before the Lord and pray as we bring this to a close. And if the worship team wants to come back, Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this day. And Lord, we thank you for pastors Jair and Norma. Even as we've prayed over them and blessed them, we just do it again over Miguel, over Sarah. Father, we thank you so much for their servant heart. We thank you so much for their faithfulness. We thank you so much for their love for people. And we thank you so much for their love for you and their willingness to follow your call on their life. God, we pray that word out of Hebrews over them, that like Abraham, even though they're going to a place they do not know, God, it is a place of inheritance for them. And Lord, that they will go with peace and they'll go with joy. And God, for us, even as we bless them as we go, yes, it's sad. And yes, there's different emotions that we'll process through. And that's right and that's normal. But Father, we trust you in this season. And even as we sow them as a seed, we thank you for an incredible harvest even here at Toronto City Church. And Father, we thank you that they will always be family. They will always be welcome. God, that they, we, we are still part of the same kingdom. We're part of the same family and we're advancing together in this city. And so Lord, we thank you for all this today. Lord, we love you in Jesus' name. And everyone agreed, said, amen. We want to ask finally is for the offering that you are going to sow into them. 
It will not be tax receivable. And the reason we're doing that is we can just then pass all of it directly to them. But if whatever way you give, just please mark clearly offering for pastors Jair and Norma. And we will make sure that it goes to bless them. We just wanted to just sow into them and bless them as a church family. And so we want to bring things to a close. Again, please remember all the different ways to honor them and connect. School of the Spirit students, please remember you will have a class that is happening after service as well. We'll just mention that. It's going to be back in uh, room G and re- room H. But other than that, we love you guys. God bless you. And can we just give one last hand of thanks and appreciation to Pastor Jire and Norma. Amen, amen. All right, well, if we all want to stand to our feet, we just bless you guys today. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful rest of the weekend. And uh, yeah, and please go out. Make sure you fill out the cards. Shoot a video for them. Take a moment just to greet them personally and just let them know how they've impacted your life. But we love you. God bless you guys. Thank you for being here today. And again, thank you, Pastor Jared Norma. We love you. God bless you. Have a great Sunday.